0: Live from Chicago, this is Bruce Dumont with our Beyond the Beltway analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain speaking Americans from coast to coast tonight. Featuring commentary by Democrat Elizabeth Austin, Democrat Peter G. Greco, Peter Hanna from Chicago Kent College of Law, Republican Nick Tom and Republican Chris Roebling. Our program tonight, coming to you from our home base at the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago, where our toll-free lines are open at one 800 723 80289 That's one 800 723 289 If you'd like to email me a comment, it's bruce dumont at museum.tv. If you want to tweet me a comment, it's at Dumo, at D-U-M-O. You can go to our website, which is beyondthebeltway.com. That's where you can see and hear this program, not only live every Sunday night, but if you miss it, you can go there and watch it anytime for probably years to come. And also we are live <laughs> on Facebook. Go to uh, Bruce Dumont uh, at Beyond the Beltway. You can join us on Facebook. And we are also live around the world on YouTube. So... If you if you want to find us, you should be able to find us. And by the way, at the beginning, let me just mention, I alluded to this last week, I'm having a little bout of skin cancer, so if you see bandages all over, I have not lost a hockey fight, uh, but again... Uh, I, well, not yet, at least. Not yet, and I haven't lost the the verbal battle that will take place here. We have lots to talk about this evening. Peter G. Greco. Uh, you are one of our Democrats this evening. Uh, you're uh, with the strategy group, you're the founder. Uh, you're one of the, the, the best-known and most successful Democratic Direct mail and political consultants and strategists around. So nice to have you back. It's been a long time since you've been here. As you look at all of the political issues just that popped up last week, including the decision by the federal judge in Texas to sort of throw the uh, the ACA out, what do you think is the most viable issue for the Democratic Party, both in the House and the Senate, and any presidential candidate? What's the one issue that you think they should focus on as they move forward?
1: Well, I mean, I think you got to connect with people on, and, and where they live. And one of the best ways to do that is health care because just about everybody, uh, one way or another, has to figure out how to pay for it and where to get it. And I think what the, what the judge does was to unmask, once again, um, uh, the Republican Party for what they really want to do, which is to completely trash the ACA, including getting rid of con- uh, uh, protections for pre existing conditions. Now, you saw all these congressional races where you had all these Republicans say, oh, no, no, I'm really, really for – uh, protecting pre-existing conditions. But every one of those attorneys general were Republicans. Uh, and, you know, they they it was all lip service. And now they're actually going to be forced to step up and cast a vote affirmatively for it. And their their handlers at the insurance companies aren't
0: going to like that. One of our Republicans is Nick Com. Nick is a Republican. What do you think should be done? And, and does this represent a, uh, an opportunity for the Republicans to sort of, uh, you know, rewrite, rewrite, what they want it to be.
2: I think the smartest thing for the Republicans to do on health care is hang back and wait to see what happens as this court decision moves its way up to the Supreme Court. Because if they, every attempt that the Republicans have made so far to do away with Obamacare and come up with something else has failed, it's a trap. I think if they step into it now aggressively, it's a trap that's going to only hurt the Republicans. So the Democrats
0: have to lead the way. Do you agree with that, Elizabeth?
3: Yes. I also am wondering what's going to happen with a potential government shutdown, I mean, I think that's going to be a very immediate issue if, if it does indeed happen, which I don't think there are the votes to do it. But I think if, if there is a shutdown, that's going to give the Democrats an opportunity to stand up for people who rely on government services and also to rebuke the president.
0: Uh, Chris Roebling, let me ask your other Republican, where would you put uh, health care in the variety of issues that are already swirling around as we head towards the end of the year?
4: Well, I don't think anything's going to happen by the end of the year on health care. I think health care is a next-year situation, a next Congress situation. By definition, if anything gets done, it's going to have to be bipartisan. And I think Republicans have got to be a lot smarter than they have been in the past because of the history that Nick cites. I think that we should probably assume, for the sake of conversation, that the uh, decision in Texas is going to be affirmed up the line. And Republicans failed in the last two years to deliver on a promise I mean, you know, Peter acts like it was some big surprise, or that there, you know, I remember many Republicans saying we have to repeal every line of Obamacare. So there's never been any, uh, any kind of perfidy on the Republican side about their distaste for the government takeover of health care under Obama. What we have to have is the articulated Republican. Position that is embracing the concerns of all Americans, right. as Peter it's said, it, 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 it has to do that, but it now has to do that from
0: a minority position.
4: Well, no, well, there's they, a
0: majority in the Senate, but but not in the House, right? But they, right. Right, you're, you're this, right, this is, is why I said it, it's got to right. be bipartisan, okay. and
4: that's exactly what now, Trump those, said last night,
0: a, using the same dynamics of so we know what we have in the House and Senate right now, we know what's coming, gonna, gonna, how things are going to change in January. How are we going to break this deadlock, as it appears to be at the moment, about what, we get, what gets shut down? What legislation passes between now and the end of the year, and how does it end up passing, or, or is, is none of this possible other than uh, a possible shutdown, you know, the funny, a real you, shutdown? You
1: get another continuing resolution or another CR. But, you know, look, what happened here is the, uh, President Trump in the meeting with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer painted the Republicans into a corner. There, he has now said, "I am going to shut down the government." He owns it. It is now the Trump shutdown. There's no question about that. He made that clear. And now the Republicans have no leverage, and the Democrats have all of it.
4: But do you know? I doubt. Do you, I, do, I totally deny that. Just by the way, the Democrats are <laughs> you exposed. Can deni- for, you can deny it. He the said Democrats it. He, are he, he, You for can the, go
1: back and read his words, word for words. I will shut down the government. Oh, I, I know that he said <laughs> that. The
4: Democrats are exposed for the hypocrites that they are. Why? Because nine months ago, they all voted for $25 billion on this line in, for the for the wall. And the, so we've got recorded votes with those Democrats who were right there for it, and now they're saying no to $3.5 So they're exposed for putting politics above policy yeah, and what's they, good what for America. they voted they're for, for when the, border security. The they didn't vote immigrant, well, wait, 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 Illegal nice. immigrants than actual Americans.
0: When the president says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear the jacket on this, Right. Yeah, he's saying, he's saying I "I'm going to stand up, Nick." Aren't 62 million people who voted for Donald Trump applauding? I mean, Pete does not like that. The, the media does not like that. No. Are they? Are they? Are
2: I they, don't. I don't think they are. Actually, I think people. People voted for Trump because they want border security. It doesn't necessarily a wall. His core base wants a wall, well, but correct. there's other ways to achieve border security. The but he has to explain is, that to them. Well, the problem is he has focused on it only being a wall, and every time either a Democrat or a Republican shows that there's other ways to create border security that don't involve building a wall. It makes him look exactly sad, because
1: half of people who are here who are undocumented came into this country legally. They overstayed their visas. A wall doesn't do anything. that. With that. that is a wall is, is, is a totally waste furious. of money. No, no, no. no, no Peter, it's, Peter, it's Peter an actual is furious. Fact, Chris. No, no, it's furious and, because and, nobody and, has and said a, the wall, wall is – hold on a second.
4: No one has said that the wall is going to get up from Texas and go to say Terminal Five at O'Hare <laughs> and track down the people who have overstayed their but visas. But I mean, that is absurd. Your president has made it the
1: said. Nick is right. He has made this a one. Dimensional is, issue. That's
4: not true. Yes. He actually went to the Democrats. He he said, "You want this much on DACA? I'm going to give you this much on DACA." And those guys froze. They ran. They hid under their desks because they didn't want to solve an immigration problem and take that off of their list of issues for 2020. This is uh, well, Trump has been uh, clear because about how the House Republicans
1: blocked comprehensive immigration reform, which would have fixed things. Uh, because. Which 70 senators voted for, Democrats and Republicans. It was killed in the House. Uh, and, and, and the president wouldn't sign it either because we'll you be can't ba-
0: trust the guy. We'll be back to pick up the point in a moment. one 800 from coast to coast and border to border around the world on BeyondTheBeltway.com. From Chicago, I'm Bruce Tumont. Are you planning for the day when you can retire to your dream home in Palm Springs, California? A day surrounded by spectacular scenery, golf courses, a rich cultural life, and great dining? If you are, you'll need a guide, someone who knows where to look, an experienced broker, someone who knows the desert communities of Southern California and all they have to offer. That person is Brian Beard, who's been making dreams come true for over 13 years, selling over $100 million in real estate, including celebrity and architecturally significant homes to the rich and famous, and more importantly, to people just like you. Brian's company, Caldwell Banker, has agents worldwide, but Brian Beard is your man in Palm Springs. Call Brian now at 760 760- 799 7096. That's 760 799 7096. Or visit him online at Brian Sells the Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Elizabeth Dawson, I want to come back to you and get your, your thought as to uh, what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. What, what are Republicans and what are Democrats going to get? One between thing that, now and the end of the year.
3: One thing that I'm interested in watching, um, we haven't really mentioned that a seven year old girl died of thirst while in U.S. custody. That's
4: untrue. Um, That's untrue. Um, let, she let, 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 she let, let, died let, of septic let, shock. That's not two. thirst. Make well, I,
3: I mean, what I read was that she died of dehydration. So if you have more information, still, you know, you could you can survive sepsis if you get immediate care. So how is that? Thank how, God. All right. How so,
4: are you, how are you going to bring question, that from? from? This is really sorry. horrid that you are bringing no, this no, up as a no, blame on no, no, the on the Trump administration. No, not, excuse me, I never said any care. such thing.
3: I never said no, any you're such bringing thing. this up. I know. Excuse me, let me finish, Mr. Is, Roebling. Let me finish, Mr. Roebling. Let me finish, Mr. Roebling.
0: It's Mr. Roebling, enough. Stand by.
3: Um, what I'm wondering is, you know, is that going to have an impact on how people feel about what we're doing at the border to it i think it as long as it...
0: as long as people like you are on the air talking about it
3: well,
4: and i also i mean more, I don't more think you people got the probably... slightest idea more. of what happened oh. i do you understand what happened in this case? If yeah, you have...
1: Chris, if you can just. Settle down for a second. When you hold 15,000 children without their parents, bad things happen. Yeah. That's, that's not what
4: happened in this case. She exactly was with her parent. She was with her father right. until you, she got to the medevac right, helicopter. Why are we doing
1: this in the first place is the question. So uh, this is, this this is, is the a policy open borders rhetoric of Democrats a that you guys failure. have. You because guys have
4: betrayed the American people no, because you want the borders open to let these people just walk in. Right.
1: This president's not interested in fixing the problem. That, that this is problem is, is well, only interested it, in no, getting votes by fanning the flames
4: You guys are now campaigning campaign on the death of no, a seven-year-old no, no, girl. Me, the oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm campaigning on 15,000 kids a, second, wait a minute. Wait
0: a minute. When we're talking about fanning the flames, the way you set up this discussion is – fanning the flames to extent, just as those, just as those when Donald Trump appears with parents whose children have been murdered by illegal immigrants. Okay? That's fanning the flames. That, that's, that's dealing with an emotional issue. I asked you, with everything that's going on in Washington, and you're shutting down the government, you've got issues of, of criminal justice reform, you've got you got building the wall, which obviously you don't like building the wall. How are, how are you going, What specifically from what's already on the table... What are you going to do? Are you are you going to open up the? Uh, are you going to open yet another issue dealing with how children are treated uh, at the, the border I mean, in two weeks, with two weeks to go?
3: Well, I mean, now with two weeks ago, I don't think much is going to happen in the next two well, weeks. The I point, you, I the point that I was trying to make weeks. is I wonder whether the, as people see what the reality of what we're doing at the border looks like, it no longer becomes academic, and how will, will that have an impact? I think most people in this country, the majority, are just Americans who share my
4: values. I do. I do, too. And they so, share my values, and I would like to recite to you what happened with this little, little girl. The moment that she crossed over the border into the United States, she had food and water right there with her, and she was with her father. She was was delayed in leaving that spot, but she had access to food and water and bathrooms the whole time that she was at that spot. When she was on the bus ride to Lordsburg, New Mexico, which just, by the way, is in the middle of the Sonoran Desert, there is nothing between the border... I mean, there's sagebrush, and there's desert between the border and Lordsburg, New Mexico. When she's on the bus... On her way to Lordsburg, she starts vomiting. She goes into distress. Her father then tells the drivers, tells the CPB drivers, who are dedicated U.S. professionals, many of them from immigrant families, they immediately called it in to Lordsburg. They said, we've got, a do- uh, we've got a young girl here in distress. They pull up. She is met by competent, qualified, certified medical personnel of the United States government. Let me finish. and And they assess her right on the spot for critical situation. They decide we are not going to be able to help this why she presents at 105.9 degrees now she had gone into septic shock on her 2000 mile journey from guatemala to the border this wasn't something no nothing done by the cpb brought this condition into this young this this innocent little girl so all all reference I, to the trump administration is un, is not taken well but, because but Chris, the moment they understood the situation they said you know, we're putting her on a medevac helicopter. We're sending her to El Paso, and we will drive the father to join her. And the father has since said, I have no complaint whatsoever with the treatment of the U.S. government of me or my now-deceased daughter. Okay. Now, to give you one other point, okay. this the first we, time we, she I ever had we, a pair of shoes was before off, she started. Is, no, these filibuster. are the facts, Peter,
0: which uh, well, you don't want to hear because they, they, Chris, no, they Chris, actually Chris, deflate Chris, your argument. Chris, take a rest. You articulated your position very well. Let's hear from the Democrats. Let's let's have them recite. I, that. I, I would say two things. First of all. When you incarcerate
1: fifteen thousand kids at the border, bad things are going to happen. They're not they've incarcerated in oh, they, and the they're not. They've lost track of kids. They're There are fifteen thousand. They, the right, right, yes, they are not at the border uh,
4: and they're not incarcerated. You are lying. Yes, they're they're actually behind chain link fences. Uh, Chris, okay, calm down. Let me ask you the, the second. The second part is one second. Let me
1: ask
0: you this question. It's the truth and you can't handle it. You're not
4: at the border. Name one that's the border Let me ask you this. Jeez, just lying. Keep lying,
0: Chris. You've made your point let's let okay. the Democrat respond I think but this I is... go to go the I want to go to the broader question because it's you know all, all the Democrats they talk about all oh, these poor children they're coming here. let's talk about why they're coming here let's talk about who's bringing them here because you know, with all the controversy that's been out there over the last s- several months on this, there's a lot of Americans, a huge number of Americans, that ask the question why are these why are their parents?" taking them and putting them in this position if that happened to the United States they'd be in a DCFS uh, you know investigation for de- endangerment to your children right why do, you, why do you wait a minute why do you do that if you're, why a, if do you're you and as a party if you why do you support lawbreakers bringing their children here and then turning into sob sister stories no, because no. something goes wrong. Okay, because Is, somehow, you, the, somehow now you're filibustering. Well, no, Is there a question I, I, here somewhere? Well, no, I'm asking. I, I want to talk. I want to talk about the, speci- the the broader issue of of bringing people to the country right. illegally. That's the bigger, if broader. If you're talking issue here. about
1: the motivation of people in Honduras whose kids are dying on the streets in Honduras, it's pretty. It's a pretty good. It's a, it's a no-win situation. Do I stay here and watch my child die here, or do I take a chance bad in Bad situation. States? I understand So that. it's a bad situation. It's a what desperate we, the situation. Opportunity, so what do the Democrats do about the it? The opportunity here is, as we said in the earlier segment, we had 70 senators, Republicans and Democrats, vote for comprehensive immigration reform. It was shut down in the Republican-controlled House. Now we have a Democratic-controlled House, and there's a chance that we actually might Take a step to fix the problem so that we don't have 15,000 kids at the border. That's what we're trying to do. Donald Trump doesn't. At the border. Don, st- down boy. You're uh, lying. The, I mean, you're the, just lying the, to the people uh, who are watching
4: this program. What, what,
1: what Donald Trump gets votes by screaming about immigration. And that's what the question is. If he gets a bill that gets through the Senate and the House that's bipartisan, will he sign it? I think the answer is no, because he gets votes when he when he, when he makes you know villains, as you just did. Out of people who just want to come to this country, just like my grandparents did, well, to, to make a better life.
3: It is not illegal to seek asylum in the United States. Right. That is not. It,
1: against it that. is not illegal.
3: There, uh,
1: it I'm, is not. It's it, true or false? You went on, to law school. Hold on a second. Is it illegal or hold hold not on a to, 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 to to do hold on a to second. seek asylum?
4: He did not claim the father I, I'm, said I'm not specifically. Talking about this. Well, I'm talking. You brought up the girl. I'm bringing up the father. Well, the father we're said talking about specifically 15, children, that we came here. I'm sorry. We came here,
2: no, they and coming to the United
3: States. Oh, it's me. really, I wanna, really, Chris. I want to, Chris, Chris, it Chris
0: I want to, I want to take the issue of this specific child off the table. You've made, You've, made, you. your, you've made your point. You've made it very vociferously. However, I want to, I want to deal with the bigger issue because in any any government action, you're going to be able to find a couple of screw ups where someone working for the United States government may may have screwed something up. I'm not acknowledging that it happened in this case, but it may happen. I'm looking at the broader issue. And uh, and the broader issue is the the I think the majority of the American people do not want illegals coming into this country. They may understand the, they may understand the concept the difference between illegals and also and and and, uh, and those that coming from asylum, but the asylum the asylum mechanism that's set up is too long and it's too cumbersome. That right. system was set up that's by Congress. That's why you have to
1: fix the system, and that's what people by want. By Congress. Okay, right. but my question is— they want, People want border everybody, security, everybody and they want, want the system but you know fixed, what? but they also don't want when kids separated from their parents.
0: When Barack Obama was in charge for eight years, this issue, including the Dreamers—I'll throw another issue out there— right. this issue that is so important to Democrats was not handled by the Democrats. It wasn't handled.
4: Hey. Can, can and, my, what, said, and
0: what Barack Obama did with his DACA decision was overturned by a federal court. Exactly, like what he did he, for he the ACA, is but overturned by a federal court.
2: Bruce, I don't think either party really yet yet wants to solve this issue. I really don't believe it. I, agree I think with the that. Democrats want it as the wedge issue that it was in 2018 to remain an issue until 2020. And for some of the reasons that uh, our colleagues here from the other side of the aisle have cited, I think. Donald Trump is concerned and probably reluctant to sign anything for fear of losing his base.
1: Right, and look, I with what that. happens though in Washington is issues go front burner, back burner, front burner, back burner. I think that this issue is going to go to the back burner because I think they are going to sign a CR. There's not going to be a shutdown. If there is a shutdown, it's going to be for a couple of days and it'll move off. Health care will, will step up. This will go to the back burner, and then you'll see if that those 70 I, votes in the Senate hold up whether you've got a Democratic-controlled House that can work with the Senate on a bill. Because that's what people want. They want the problem fixed. They don't want kids that's, separated from their parents. But neither parents party borders. wants it fixed. And true. they don't that want open borders either. Fo- so, so, oh, you yeah, said just here. look at look at all the polling. So I think health care is going to – this is going to step back in about two weeks. Health care will be on the front
0: burner. Right. No, I, I agree with that. But insofar as with the president, what the president has already said insofar as, uh, you know, the DACA. Let's talk about DACA, mm-hmm. which we thought, you know, DACA was – We thought it was going to happen quickly, you know, about eight months ago. Then it Mm -hmm. didn't happen. The question that I have for you is the president went beyond what was asked for for DACA. The number of people involved were considerably higher than the numbers that the Democrats were using. So that was not something that I think made a lot of Trump people happy. Right. And number two is I don't think a lot of people, Trump people, are happy with what he's doing on criminal justice reform. So he's doing that, things that, none of that that's are in against. The polling. Two of those things are against, conceivably against the base. No, the base, I, not, not the Republican Party. I want to come back to you. We will when we come back, to Chicago. Yeah.
5: Everyone loves vacationing in Florida. So why not experience it as it was meant to be? Where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches. Feel the powder-soft sand between your toes. Revel in a glorious island sunset. Shop the boutiques of a seaside village. Ride horseback along tranquil waters. This is Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Real, authentic Florida, where you can discover an intimate downtown and sip cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe, catch fresh fish for dinner, even tour a working winery. Just minutes from all the rest Florida has to offer. Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Plan your visit online at BradentonGulfIslands.com. That's BradentonGulfIslands.com.
0: Bruce Dumont back in Chicago, and we're going to let our guests introduce themselves now. Elizabeth Austin, we'll start with you.
3: I'm Elizabeth Austin. I'm a strategic communications consultant. I work with not-for-profits, uh, government entities, and democratic campaigns.
0: And you you also done some speech writing, right?
3: I have done speech writing.
0: Okay. And uh, let's go to Nick Calm. Yeah, I'm Nick Com. I own a communications firm called
2: Reputation Partners. We specialize in crisis communications, uh, working with companies, not-for-profits, and universities. Peter Gian Greco. Peter Gian Greco with the Strategy
1: Group. Uh, in 2018, we were uh, pleased to help uh, re elect Amy Klobuchar and Tammy Baldwin in Wisconsin and, and for, help Max Rose, the first post 9 11 veteran to win office in New York. He won in uh, New York uh, 11 and uh, be uh, uh, representing Staten Island and uh, South Brooklyn in the Congress, and we couldn't be more proud.
4: And Chris Roebling. Hi, Chris Roebling, longtime friend of the program. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, you still are. you, you just really. I am a long time a friend that, of the program. What that friend, is the what shortest is your, answer you what, have, what have ever given? Your, what is in your coffee
1: tonight? <laughs> is
3: that a paid gig? <laughs> long what? time.
1: No,
0: no, it's not. Oh, no. 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 Hell no.
1: Long time listener, first time caller. No, yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> Let's go to uh, line one where Joseph is listening to us tonight on Austin, Texas, in Austin, Texas, on KLBJ. Nice to hear from Austin tonight. Go ahead, Joe.
6: Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, I uh, think it the uh, republicans need to come up with a solution to the health care crisis i think it is a crisis and I, I think it involves the insurance companies in the private sector i mean it's the stretching them uh, some of them have uh... very poor records and getting rid of getting rid of the bad ones and emphasizing the good ones and the thing is the importance of the private sector insurance companies is that they will oversee claims and we'll ferret out the bad claims. Mm-hmm. For example, we have a social security disability right now. Right. Democrats are in power. <laughs> just carte Bosch give millions of people Social Security disability.
0: Do you do you believe but Joe, do you Joe judge. Joe, do you believe that the Joe, do you believe that the new members of Congress who are, at least in the House for the Republicans, uh, are are more conservative than last year's uh, Congress, do you think that they're going to be more willing to uh, come up with a solution that will be appealing to you and get enough votes to pass?
6: Yeah, uh, I think the Senate is more conservative. Yes. Of course, it's more...
0: Well, the House is more conservative as well, but there are fewer numbers and they're not in control. Right, so
6: I think they have a limited... I think the house, you know, it it will uh it will just well, okay. let me say that I am not associated with
0: insurance companies at okay. all. Okay, Joe we're gonna move on. I think you made your point one eight hundred seven two three eighty two at the end. Can Go I ahead. jump in here for a second? Yes. I mean I think what Joe's getting at is
1: um you know what Colin Powell said about Iraq. If you break it you own it. Mm-hmm. The Republicans just broke Obamacare, and they own it now. So this is how, seventeen. How is that, so? that? Well, happen? because seventeen million. If this if this ruling is upheld, which was pushed by Republican attorneys general, they own it. Um, Seventeen million people lose their health care right away. That? hundred and fifty million—that's false. They're not Chris, losing their health care right away. Chris, will you please let me that is finish? False. There is I is no believe in impact. having a complete thought. You will get your there, chance. Seventeen
4: million people Bruce, do not on, lose their health care yes, right they away. Do. No,
0: they don't.
1: They so will that's lose false. their health care. They would lose the Medicaid, right the Medicaid expansion and the define people right away. This year. No, this is um, so, Democrat
4: campaign rhetoric so, that is untrue. So, Chris,
1: Chris, get out of the weeds for a second. 17 million people. <laughs> no,
4: no, the, next the, the next
1: is the 150 million people who have preexisting conditions. Two things will happen to them. They'll either lose their coverage for them or their, sky, uh, or their rates will skyrocket. You can read it in the New York Times. I know you don't love the New York Times, but it's factual.
0: So that's immediately how, the Republicans broke it so they own it. How are all these things that we're talking about this evening how were they going to play with, with the dynamics and the chemistry that we saw earlier this week when the president met with Chuck and Nancy and the vice president was sitting along, uh, you know, watching it as well? <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, uh, who did you think walked away from that meeting?
3: Well, I mean. With,
0: with some degree of how did the respective bases react to that? How did the Democratic base react to the way that Chuck and Nancy handled themselves in that meeting?
3: I've been thinking a lot about this. Because as a Democratic woman, I, of course, thought uh, Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi just was a boss. I thought she was great. I thought she was polite. What, I thought was, she was, what co- was so great about her? I, well, I, I felt that she was polite but did not give, uh, when, you know, when, when the president was, you know, saying things and talking over her, as some do. Um, she kept saying, you know, you don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. And she was making it very clear. Was it good she- to
0: challenge his manhood?
3: I, I, I that was not in the room that was later but no 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 actually i I think that's all nonsense since I'm not a fan, but the point that I wanted to make was I watched that video and I thought Nancy Pelosi was great, and then I read a um a some columnist who was talking about, man, did you see Trump? Wasn't he wonderful? He owned Nancy Pelosi. And I realized that my perceptions are so completely different from his base. I mean, I knew that before, but yeah. it, was, it was astounding to me that we saw the same thing and had such different responses. Nick
2: come. Let, let's I think let you respond people, to the same I, think question. People, I was fascinated by the video as well. I think people saw in that what they wanted to see.
3: Rorschach
6: test. For sure,
2: absolutely. But I think it was a terrible mistake of Trump's to do that, to allow that, because what he basically did for one simple reason, he elevated Chuck and Nancy to his level, number one. That was a big mistake. He's the alpha dog. He's the guy in charge. And he basically, by letting them debate him openly in that way, he leveled the playing field with the two of them, number one. Number two is he, in his message, what he actually said, he kept talking about needing Democrats, needing Democrats. That's not being strong in the Trump The Trumpian world saying I need Democrats. I think it was a big miscalculation for him. There's a reason those things happen typically with the cameras off.
1: Well, look, and you know, Mike Pence, if if they lose the election, we know his next job, he can be in a Southwest (laughs) Airlines commercial because he was had wanna get away written all over him. (laughs) And his body language told you everything you need to know that this thing was going off the rails. So you can you can you can figure out what one pundit
0: says what the other pundit says, you hurt, just, you just look him, at Mike Pence and you badly. know that Donald Trump blew it that day. Did, did, did you think that it hurt the vice president badly? Everyone well, is making when, comment when, about it. When,
1: when people laugh at you, it's generally not a great thing. But, I, I, you know, I, I, I think he's really not distinguished himself at all as a vice president.
3: I mean, I think in that, when he was a minor player, I don't think people were paying a lot of attention. I don't, I don't know how many people look at it and go, wow, how's, how's Pence doing? How's Pence doing? <laughs> no, I don't
0: think they're saying how Pence doing, but, but I think virtually everybody I, made look, a comment about him.
4: Yeah. I, I think that Trump did himself a favor, and he did Nancy and Chuck a favor. And I think that he spoke to his base— and he allowed Nancy and Chuck to speak to the Elizabeths and the Peters of the, the world. Base. And I think that was – I disagree with Nick. I think that he did it in a very artful and a very strategic way because he wants to expose to the American people the intransigence and the unreasonability of the Democrats in Congress, that's too He's inside saying, baseball, though. I it's think not it's, inside baseball when most you have them right there that, on right. TV, and you and Nancy is saying we need to do this in private, and he says this is about transparency, Nancy. It's okay for people to see this. I think he did himself a very big favor because in his base, not just and you guys are using a new distinction that I don't necessarily the core and then the republic, the whole Republican thing, whatever that is. Everybody wants to see him act on the wall. Everybody. And I think he took that step, and I think it was very important for him. And I think that it's interesting, answer, interesting, it's interesting that you
1: bring up transparency from the guy who was involved with paying off porn stars is to the, keep their mouths shut. very transparent
4: about that. Look at how much all of us <laughs> oh, know about denying it. denying
0: it now, you know. Is there, is there anything that uh, – uh, the base, would you say the base? Is there any way that the president can get away if he doesn't get away he's successfully? Got, no, 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 no. He's if got, he doesn't get his five billion dollars,
4: he's, he's, he's got to get the five billion dollars one way or another. Nobody cares how he does it, and he's got to do something about health care. Nobody cares how he does it.
0: Let's go to Scott in Austin, Texas. Listening to us on KLBJ. Go ahead, Scott.
7: The one who is just saying that Trump lost by elevating Schumer and Pelosi is absolutely wrong.
0: That's Chris. He's like
7: oh. uh, the no, real right. saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Chris is wrong, too. I'm absolutely wrong. <laughs> he's saying, please don't throw me in the briar patch. What he's saying is, is that he's willing to compromise with Democrats, exactly. but they're unwilling to do it. He's putting the shutdown and everything else, the failure of government on them.
2: No, that was not the soundbite, though. The soundbite was, I am willing to wear the responsibility for shutting down the government. And again, as we talked about er earlier, so what? Every time somebody owns that or is is made to own it, every time somebody is made to own that, it does not inure to their benefit, period. let's,
0: let's Let's talk. Stay on the line, Scott. How much of the government is really going to be shut down? You know, if it's all optics. Shutdowns? It's kabuki theater right. all the time because anyway. half of this stuff
4: is funded. No, I think that Nick is wrong for this reason. No, I, I, if you go back to the, and I, I was a congressional staffer for one of the very first shutdowns in the fall of 1982 with a member of Congress who was on the Appropriations Committee. And what happened? And it was all blamed on Reagan. It was all blamed on Reagan. And, and several shutdowns in the Reagan years were all blamed on Reagan, despite the fact that the Democrats in Congress were unwilling to make compromises and make deals. And that is why Newt Gingrich thought in the 1990s that it would be, quote, blamed on Clinton because he had seen it blamed on the president. So he thought Clinton would wear that. He was wrong. In this case, this is totally distinguishable from the earlier cases. Why? Because... None of those presidents ever said going in, I'm going to take responsibility. This is a principal yeah. issue. This is something worth fighting. I'm going to die on this hill. We're going to get our $5 billion. Right. When you die, die on a
1: hill, you are not compromising. You just made Nick's point for him, actually. So, <laughs> th- you know.
0: Okay, last word to you, Scott. we we'll we'll Own it.
7: <laughs> it's always going to be blamed on the Republicans. Yes. the issue is yes. that Trump That's is willing Peter's to job.
0: No, I think the last one was blamed on Chuck Schumer. You raise a point. Okay, Bruce. We, you raise it. We, uh, we got a break right now, Scott. Thank you very much. One 8029 One more segment here on this subject, and then we will move on to other topics. I want 723 One From coast to coast and border to border around the world on beyondthebeltway.com
8: Headed to Los Angeles. Looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves? A place that combines a four Diamond Hotel experience with a convenient location? It's the Hilton, Los Angeles, Universal City. Just steps away from Universal Studios Hollywood, City Walk, and NBC Studios. Just a short ride to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, TCL Chinese Theater, Warner Brothers, and other popular attractions. Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree-lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton Los Angeles Universal City. At HiltonUniversal.com, they let you be the star in Hollywood. This is Bruce
0: time. Dumont back in Chicago. Folks, go to your corners, please. we got a rough crowd tonight. Um, there's a movie out. It's been out for a couple of uh, several weeks now called The Front Runner. It's about the Gary Hart campaign and what happened to Gary Hart on the way to the White House. And we have a unique situation this evening because... Uh, Pete Gianreco who's with us, who's our Democrat, uh, that was the, that was your first campaign. Tell us how you became involved. First of all, did you see the movie? I did see the movie. My, my was first... it accurate based on what you knew? It was accurate.
1: Matt, Matt Buys, uh book that it's based on okay. is factually on the nose. They, they got some things wrong with some of the characters. But um, the way I got started, my third day at the University of Michigan, I walked up. There was a table set up for a little-known senator from Colorado named Gary Hart. I signed up. I ended up quitting school and going on the road was in seven states. So I knew after my freshman year the thing that I wanted to do was to work for Gary Hart in 1988 and run a congressional district in Iowa. And that's what I did. So the day of my graduation, however, was the day the Donna Rice story broke. Mm. So I drove out to Iowa on Tuesday with all my belongings. I got my car broken into on Wednesday, and Hart was out of the race on Thursday. So I was quite literally the
4: last week. person
9: ever hired by Gary you Hart. You're
4: the only person in the history of Iowa to have your car broken into. I know. <laughs> it's the nicest The, me- the <laughs> mean streets How of did- Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen?
1: Well, it turns out there's poverty in Des Moines, too.
0: Well, uh, as you look at the meeting, uh, or the, the movie, rather, yeah. Um how I mean it, it clearly was was unique in that it was the first opportunity for really media, uh, not just the National Enquirer right. to really break in and, and spread these stories uh, in retrospect, Elizabeth, I want to ask you, was that good was it good that the the media started to look into the private lives of politicians
3: okay, I blame Gary Hart for this because oh, not yeah. many people noticed it. But a few weeks before the whole thing unrolled, he stood on a hill mm. in Colorado yes. and said, These people are making rumors about my private life, and they are doing it for political reasons. These are. Political falsehoods that are being used against me. He was the. one, I mean, he, and then
0: he said, "Follow me." Yeah. But
3: he said later, "Follow me." But first, he, he the
0: coffee he, shop. He put
3: it off. into no. He said, "Follow in the, right. in the coffee shop." This was before, and he said, "These these are lies. They are you know they are being put against me by my political foes." And he basically brought it into the political field. If his, you say by, his,
1: his general position was, it's not anybody's business. But if you want to follow me, go ahead. Now. That what you get out of the movie, I think, or at least for me, was uh, you know, a real sense of what might have been. I mean, this was a guy who was Democrat or Republican, conservative or liberal. This guy was a thought leader. He was a bright guy. He worked with uh, <clears throat> Bill Cohen and a lot of Republicans on military reform and mm-hmm. a lot of issues yeah. of tax reform. And he was going to be a transformational
0: figure. And but he wasn't but but he wasn't in control of himself. Right. And I think the one thing in that when the the thing that really hit the fan was uh, uh, in in the week that uh, Donna Rice was on the front page of all the papers, including the National Enquirer, Mm -hmm. that was the week that the New York Times ran. The Sunday New York Times magazine was a cover story on Gary Hart. Mm -hmm. And that's where he said, in quote, Follow me anywhere. Right. Follow me anywhere. Bruce. And so he, he asked for what happened.
2: You him. asked, Elizabeth, whether it was good or bad that yeah. the media is now and for doing you. You're that. You're involved I, in reputation. Absolutely. And I would say it's <clears throat> bad that the media was not covering – FDR's illnesses, JFK's illnesses, JFK's bedding of every young woman in the White House, that was not good either. All the cover-ups, Vietnam, all of that. The media was complicit in a lot of that. The problem is it swung so far now in the other direction that it is deterring a lot of good people, despite the folks that you work for and others, from running for elective office. Who in their right mind would, given the level of scrutiny and the and the feeding frenzy that the media engage in, and now that it has swung so far in the other direction, I don't see it ever correcting. It, it's hard to get no. the genie back in the bottom. No. Do
3: you re- do you oh, remember yeah. after um, Hart blew up that you know throughout that um, campaign, all the reporters were saying, you know, Senator, have you, whoever <clears> was <throat> running, yeah. hey, did you ever cheat on your wife? Did you ever cheat on your spouse? And, and that became like the question, as opposed to. You know, tell us what kind of person this is. I mean, you know, there are people who cheat. It's fine with their spouses. It has no well, impact.
1: It's funny. There are those who, who think that Gary Hart took the bullet for Bill Clinton, that it allowed because we had this sort of hmm. national sort of, you know, upheaval that the right. goalpost got moved and now this was an issue. Uh, in fact, there were people who, who were close to Bill Clinton who said one of the reasons he didn't run in 1988 was mm, sure. some of those problems. So and that's you, you why set, set the up stage the bimbo eruptions. You set the stage in 92 where you can say, you know, I've made mistakes in my marriage and people were willing to sort of, you know. Well, the, yeah, the question it, 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 Bill becomes, Clinton, could you have had the Bill Clinton moment that he survived B- Bill without Gary Hart? For Bill me.
4: Clinton's abuse of women know. was well-mooted after Gary Hart's abuse of whatever, his voters, his wife. I, his own reputation, whatever he abused, I don't know. But I want to say this about Gary Hart, and it gets back to one of Peter's point. I, I'm old enough; I may be the only one at the table, along with you, Bruce, to remember Gary's pivotal role in the George McGovern campaigns. Right. And 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 that's where we saw this very bright, very articulate, very compelling presence mm-hmm. pushing George McGovern in the '72 campaign. And it was almost no time later that he becomes a senator from Colorado. But, in I, Watergate class. but I've, I have to say that it, it, the the inability of Gary Hart to square the character circle spoke eloquently about issues, whether it was Wayne Hayes and the Argentinian firecracker mm. jumping out of the car <laughs> at the tidal Basin in washington or 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 chris dodd <laughs> and and uh, uh, Teddy Kennedy. Assaulting waitresses at the restaurants in Washington, whatever it is, there were issues back then that today we're seeing an end, thank goodness, to this... Slush fund for dealing with well, congressional, except staffers. for the president of the United States. It, yeah, the, except yeah, for the, the president. Oh, but that's all Who public. The, it was the face of that. your choosing his own funds. He's using he's his, his own, own funds, and you fund. can choose yeah. whether, or you mm-hmm. the, the yeah. whether or not you want to vote for the guy. But the the, the congressman, and this started in '95 yeah. under Gingrich. I want to point out mm-hmm. when Gingrich was was oh, a speaker. No, no, there's, there's, and it should never have started. And and we are still not yet completely. Coalesced around one set of morality for our
1: public servants. And, and it's interesting now because there's a poll of evangelical Christians who asked if Donald Trump was a role model, and 77% said yes, which tells you that politics has Trump morality because there's no way you could say that and be honest to your faith. Are As you an, an evangelical, evangelical Christian,
3: Christian?
6: I was
4: brought no, up Baptist. Pause. Oh,
1: for, for years, Giacomo, they, they, they love to, to you know, tell you what to do, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, this guy's.
10: If you look hard enough, go off the beaten track far enough, you'll find an America teeming with the unusual, the odd, the downright strange. I'm Will Klinger, and I'm your guide on a package tour we like to call Wild Travels. Join us on our weekly road trip to see America's most offbeat and unusual attractions. Wild Travels, available on your local PBS station. Or it darn well should be. Live
11: Live from from Chicago, Chicago, it's Saturday Night Live the experience for the first time ever get an inside look at the making of snl critics nationwide are raving over 500 artifacts direct from the show be a part of wayne's weekend update and so much more experience all it takes to put the show together now at the museum of broadcast communications at 360 north state street in chicago for tickets visit museum.tv
5: Everyone loves vacationing in Florida, so why not experience it as it was meant to be, where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches. Feel the powder-soft sand between your toes. Revel in a glorious island sunset. Shop the boutiques of a seaside village. Ride horseback along tranquil waters. This is Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Real, authentic Florida, where you can discover an intimate downtown and sit cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe, catch fresh fish for dinner, even tour a working winery. Just minutes from all the rest Florida has to offer. Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Plan your visit online at BradentonGolfIslands.com. That's BradentonGolfIslands.com
8: are you headed to los angeles looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves a place that combines a four diamond hotel experience with a convenient location it's the hilton los angeles universal city just steps away from universal studios hollywood citywalk and nbc studios just a short ride to the hollywood walk of fame tcl chinese theater warner brothers and other popular attractions Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree-lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton, Los Angeles, Universal City. At HiltonUniversal.com, they let you be the star in Hollywood. <laughs>
4: Rudolph. <Woo.
0: clears throat> We're bouncing along in Chicago as we continue with our number two of Beyond the Beltway, one 800 723 8289 thank you for being with us this evening uh we have a new guest for this hour uh he is peter Hanna. he is a professor of law at illinois kent college of law as our orchestra fades deep into the background there you go get in the back bar and stay there now uh peter welcome to the show nice to have you with us uh you're a lawyer we went through the entire first hour we didn't talk about donald trump insofar as his legal issues um from your perspective, and you are a left of center guest, um, was was this was what happened last week? One giant step towards impeachment, or worse?
4: Huh. Jeez!
9: You know, I think um, a lot of people forget that impeachment is really what is done in lieu of indictment. And there's DOJ, the obviously, an internal policy that says that for a sitting president um, who's committed crimes, you know, you shouldn't actually bring an indictment because obviously the role uh, is. Requires a lot of thinking about other things, um, but I think the thing that stood out to me the most was actually the immunity agreement, which was released between um, you know, the special counsel and uh, AMI, the parent company of um, the National Enquirer. I think you know at the end of the day, Donald Trump could tweet about this being a witch hunt you know, as much as he wants, but his tweets and his comments uh, betray that this is becoming all-consuming for him. I think that is bad, very bad for him, and it's bad for the country as well. But really, you know, forget about Michael Cohen. Like, as a lawyer, I, I wouldn't put Michael Cohen in front of a jury. Um, he's not very credible. He comes with a gigantic amount of baggage. But I would put uh, David Pecker and I would put AMI in front of a jury. That's kind of a carry-on. Uh, for doing the luggage analogy. And I think that was really, really uh, very bad for the president. Nick Kahn. I
2: would actually agree with that. I mean, I I have to say, and you've had me on a number of times, Bruce, and I have Mm -hmm. basically waved off all of the Russia, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha collusion. But when you have AMI, when you have a publication that basically is part of a plea agreement, acknowledges that what they did was specifically to influence the outcome of the election, I think that's big. For the first time that I heard that, that's the first time I've actually been concerned yeah. in the entire dump Trump presidency so far. I've been concerned for him from a legal standpoint but when I saw it.
0: Say- I want to I get Chris's response, but I want to end Elizabeth's response. But I want to ask this question: if, if you're home listening or watching to this show, someone's running for the president. They've got dirty laundry in their background. Mm-hmm. And they decide they would just as soon not have that out. And someone approaches them or they decide, you know what, for a couple hundred thousand dollars, $300,000, I can shut this person up. And it it takes all the derogatory information that could have piled on Donald Trump at that time because it was in the wake of the Billy Bush tapes. And the guy's saying, I want to be president and I'd like to just tell these women to go away and be quiet. But don't, I th- I think, don't you think that most <clears throat> voters would say, I understand why he would vote. do I do, do think that. so,
2: Bruce, but I think an important distinction is that when it came to the Stormy Daniels payment, that was Trump to Cohen to Correct. Daniels. The difference is with the other woman, I don't remember her name, who it, the, it was the Play catch boy. and kill. Karen, Karen the, McDougal. Thank you. Karen McDougal, the catch and kill practice of basically Trump getting his friend Pecker to buy the woman's story to kill it. That's involving another party. It's not asking your lawyer to do something as a private citizen. You're getting another entity involved specifically for the purposes of influencing the election. Do you think that's ever happened before? Maybe. I've I've got to add just two two small things. (laughs) uh, Maybe. very
9: briefly. So the National Enquirer, um, some of you guys might remember, that's actually who broke the story about John Edwards. Yes. Again, doing – Kind of a similar thing involving a third party to hush, you know, secret lover, a secret love child. That's like one point I have to make. And so, Gary
0: Hart. And yeah, I mean, the the, the, the National Enquirer has been the entity yeah. that breaks sex-related stories. Yep. And in the past, uh, the national news media has jumped on the story and they've applauded the National Enquirer reluctantly, of course, for doing what they're yeah, doing. I mean, so was... in this particular case, uh, Trump figured that they could he could be the next. And he decided to kill the story.
9: The, I mean, the story sits alongside, you know, guy gives birth to alien baby, yeah. but that doesn't matter, that's the right? Globe. right? The yeah. story, the, is story. Of the world. But the second right. point I wanted to make, which is really, I think, critical to this entire, you know, topic, is that, you know, the National Enquirer and all media organizations have a really, really strong First Amendment defense whenever the government comes in and says, sure. like, why did you do what you did? And for them to sign an immunity agreement and say, we will give you everything –
4: um, as long as you don't prosecute us, I think that that's
9: really uh, dangerous. I,
4: I just I want to say um, the Democrat. There is a group inside the Democratic Caucus in the United States House of Representatives that is hell bent on impeaching President Trump, no matter what. And this adds fuel to their fire. In my humble opinion, that impeachment, if it ever takes place, is not going anywhere in the U.S. Senate, based on what we saw this week. And <clears throat> there is not going to be an indictment of the sitting president. And if he does face charges after leaving, say, if, they, if he's indicted under seal or something, and he faces charges after leaving office, given the Edwards uh, result yeah. mm-hmm. and given the circumstances, both National Enquirer and with uh, Cohen, I don't see a conviction anywhere out there. Uh, and and th- this is all off of the point of Russia, 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 which I think Nick dismissed. The Democrats have led us down a path to, in my opinion, distract attention from the most massive abuse of our law enforcement okay. and intelligence let's gathering let, let, let's let Elizabeth, agencies. Let, and that's what the Russia story – that's why it's always been a phony story from the let's very let, beginning. Let, I want to get Elizabeth. Go ahead.
3: Well, I, I don't think that impeachment is smart right now. I mean, I, we can't – Impeachment does not make sense until you start hearing Republicans calling for it, and any Democrat who thinks that they're going to push that narrative
0: is. And Democrats have to deal with health care. Democrats they have, have a, to deal, have deal have so with health care. I mean, well. we have.
3: I mean, it's the, the, what the president is doing, and whether he has in fact made himself vulnerable to extortion, to improper payments, whatever. These are important things, but what's most important to Americans right now is health care, is access to the ballot, is is democracy. And, you know, the, the idea there are always going to be some idiots in Congress who want to do something stupid. But, you know, right now, that's a that's a silly narrative to pursue.
9: I think about the, the president is really I, I mean, he may be impeached, he may not, um, unless uh, obviously there's a majority in the Senate, a uh, supermajority that convicts him. You know, that does that's kind of a moot point. But I think the 2020 election really is going to be I mean, for him, the stakes are win or possibly go to jail. Because if he loses and if he does lose the presidency, I think the Senate, a bunch of seats are going to flip in the Senate, it's going to get real bad and the the mood is going to shift against him quickly. I'm going to float
2: in an alternative scenario, and I've talked about it on this program before. And it's what I think will happen. I think it's what I think should happen. I think Trump should decide that he has accomplished more in three years than most presidents do in eight, declare now or very soon that he is not running for re-election, pave the way for Nikki Haley or somebody else to step in, and then maybe you have Mike Pence pulling a Gerald Ford.
9: If this were uh, Richard Nixon, I think that could happen, but it's Donald Trump, and I think the cult of personality and his own, I mean, he's bought into it himself, you know, for but he is—he is he is self-interested. Yeah. And, and
2: second terms generally don't go well for even normal presidents. Yes. Yeah.
3: I, I can't imagine Donald Trump thinking that he could not beat history and show that he's the greatest president we'll ever. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, he's I, going to
0: he's also, as he said, he's saying that this the story of, of the of, uh, of, of the lady friends uh, and Michael Cohen, that's about reputation. They're trying to continue to destroy the reputation of a man who, in my view, has already destroyed his reputation as a womanizer. And uh, I, don't, I don't think and they can he's tell he's amassed one
4: of the most successful yes. two-year records of any president true, in right. history. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that Trump right, has got right. a lot to run on. Back shortly.
0: Are you planning for the day when you can retire to your dream home in Palm Springs, California? A day surrounded by spectacular scenery, golf courses, a rich cultural life, and great dining? If you are, you'll need a guide, someone who knows where to look, an experienced broker, someone who knows the desert communities of Southern California and all they have to offer. That person is Brian Beard, who's been making dreams come true for over 13 years, selling over $100 million in real estate, including celebrity and architecturally significant homes, to the rich and famous, and more importantly, to people just like you. Brian's company, Caldwell Banker, has agents worldwide, but Brian Beard is your man in Palm Springs. Call Brian now at 760 760- 799-7096. That's 760-799-7096. Or visit him online at desert.com Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Uh, we're talking about the problems of the president uh, legally, and we're discussing uh, what, can, what can happen and what's real and what's not real. Um, do you think, um, and I'm going to ask you, uh, our, our lawyer at the table, uh, Peter, do you think there's been so much said and written about this? Literally every single day you turn on, if you, especially if you're watching, uh, you know, CNN, uh, they're talking about this issue. Does the average person, can they follow this story? No. I mean, you got – so, I mean, where, where is the political benefit that comes to the Democrats if the public can't follow this story or they get to the point where they think just everybody's picking on the president?
9: I think the Democrats have uh, many challenges – you know, starting in uh, January 2019, when they uh, retake the house um, and seat, obviously majority of the um, the representatives, and one of them is taking control of the narrative. What they can't do is just launch like subpoena after subpoena after subpoena, um, investigation after investigation. So they have to really focus and hone in on you know one or two really compelling, I think, issues. And there's no shortage of compelling issues, um, you know, and obviously develop a narrative to position themselves in the best position for 2020, um, because it's, it is too much. It is literally constant. Um, And I think actually uh, Donald Trump knows how to, if anything, knows how to work the media to his advantage by inundating them with just, you know, nonsense sometimes. This is
3: one place where the Democrats have historically struggled. I was looking over here, you've got a book on Whitewater, I, I'm guessing that a lot of people who are fairly knowledgeable know that there was a whitewater scandal during the Clinton administration. Right. And I defy you to go outside and find any person who can explain it to you. But my point is exactly that, that the, the, his, the Republicans were able to get people upset about the whitewater scandal without actually knowing what it was about. Whereas Democrats seem to do this thing of, well, on the seventeenth of September at three PM, this kind of bad thing happened and it was followed at five thirty by yet another bad thing and we haven't even gotten to October second yet. And people just glaze over. They no, but, they get but, scandal you, fatigue.
0: But but Elizabeth, I, I, I what you do what you do and and what you said in the first hour when I asked you what should be happening in the next two weeks. The, the thing you went to was uh, a, a dead, basically a dead child. In other mm-hmm. words, the ability of the Democrats to take this uh, the, our immigration policy and turn it into Let's us, can us I, against— Can, Hold can on I tell you what the Democrats
9: I, should do yeah. for the next two weeks? They should take copies of the opinion from Texas that um, purports to strike down the ACA, and they should literally be talking about it just like they did in the lead-up to the midterms and say— this is what Republican leadership means. This means that seventeen, twenty million people are going to be losing health care. This is what they advocated for. This is after the Supreme Court earlier, because of Justice Roberts, upheld the ACA and kept it going. So why now- should
0: they do that? I mean, the, 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 the Democrats are going to take control in January. Are they basically saying uh, we're wait, not wait, going wait, to get wait, anything
4: done? I, I, I want to go, go back to Elizabeth's point. I, I, I believe the Democrats need to learn – The lesson that Elizabeth just mentioned, okay, because I disagree with some element of what she said. I don't think the Republicans. I think the lesson from the 1990s is that Republicans got wrapped up into whitewater much more than the voters did. And the Republicans began to believe their own press releases and the media. I think it was all true. I think I think what the Republican I think there was a scandal, bad things, happened. blah, blah, blah. It was all ancient history by the time Clinton is serving in the White House. And I think that the Republicans hurt themselves by going as far into it as they did. I think Democrats now are – they seem poised to hurt themselves by going far into whether it's uh, Stormy Daniels or the, uh, the National Enquirer, Or the phony Russian thing. I mean, they are just rabid, and we call it Trump derangement syndrome. Now, in terms of the – I believe that both parties are going to be looked at very harshly by the public in the run-up to the November 2020 election. I agree. Did you – Come through for us. That's the only question. Yeah. What's going on with the economy? What's going on with jobs and growth? What's going on with incomes? Okay. Are incomes increasing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is health care secure?
3: What's happening with the stock market? Right. I, mean, and
4: I, I think the economy is. Did you is fight general. for me? Did you yeah. fight for me? And that's yeah. and and that's why I think uh, Trump has an advantage because he knows how to portray himself as a fighter. And I think that when you look at the Democrats. There are going to be one element in a congressional thing which gets muddied by the time it goes out over the broadcast airwaves. Well, and I think the only person,
2: again, and it's obviously very, very early relative to 2020, but the only even discussed candidate that has, I think, even a remote shot against Trump, if he runs, you heard me earlier say mm-hmm. he shouldn't and maybe won't run, but if he does run, I think the only person who has any kind of shot is Joe Biden. I think that's it. I think every other, look at the polling, look at everything else. Part of it is we, in the earlier segment, we were on with, um, uh, Pete Greco and we were talking about Amy Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar. She, she fights with a small F. Donald Trump fights with a capital. Oh, there's staff. no question about the that. The only person who I think could stand – you need somebody who's going to fight, if you were a Democrat, who's going to be able to fight and win against Donald Trump, needs to be a fighter on okay. his level. A- a- a-
4: Amy Klobuchar is – f- for instance, not to beat up on her because I know she's a loyal serving senator and all this, but she's not a national figure right now. No. And And Joe Biden is. Right. And, and the thing about Trump – Donald Trump, Trump was. People, yeah, Trump was. Ronald Reagan <laughs> was a national – these guys came out of TV. Everybody knew who they were. They had a persona. And if you're going to be some sort of uh, political, you know, guy from, you know, the mayor of New York or the, I'm sorry, the mayor of uh, Los, ca- Angeles. Los Angeles or, or or one of these guys, the former housing secretary from uh, or the failed candidate, Beto of ne- Texas. I mean, these guys are not mm. big. Beto's I, mean,
9: I mean, look, I, it's a long time before the Democratic <laughs> the Democrats pick their candidate. I wouldn't dismiss any of the people who we just mentioned at all. But you're you're right that, you know. The normal sort of like, Trump, you did this, and it's terrible. Trump, you did, that's not going to work. Gonna you work. need someone capable of fighting with a, a big F. I don't think that Biden's the only one. I think Biden missed his moment, but I guess we'll see. Let's
0: go to uh, Kevin in uh, Austin, Texas, listening to us on KLBJ. Nice to know we're coming in loud and clear in Texas tonight, Kevin. Loud and clear. It's cool,
7: cool weather for the airwaves to go through. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say was that what Trump needs to do is shut down the government about building a wall and basically say Democrats would rather fight for illegal aliens and fight for uh, U.S. citizens.
4: Amen. Amen. Now is the time for him to make that stand.
7: And just bomb that drum again and again and again and again. Democrats are overreaching on the whole issue. Suburban women got him elected. He got the Democrats elected.
4: We've got tape of Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer— I think even Nancy Pelosi saying we've got to stop the flow of illegal no. aliens into the United States. They're all hypocrites. They're all reversing themselves simply to I take out their derangement. I don't think we should open
3: the doors and just say y'all come. That's the think current we have- position
4: of the Democratic Party. Someone said that I, I the, the that government that
3: is shutdown the is
9: kabuki theater. I think that might yeah, have been yeah, you. Yeah, good point. You? Is that what you thought? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, last, the last time it happened in 2013, I looked up the numbers. 850,000 employees were furloughed. It had an economic hit of $24 billion, and we paid $2 billion in just employee pay for not even coming into work. So, I mean, maybe it is Kabuki Theater among the people who are making policy, making the decision, but it has a real economic hit. I think Trump saying he's going to own it, uh, I'll wear the mantle or I'll own the mantle, which doesn't really even make sense. Uh, I mean, do so, and, and we'll see what happens.
4: Peter, they're your voters. It's, they're never going to be Trump voters. It's expensive. And Trump's base wants to know that he is going to draw a line a about building that wall. But,
2: he, but Chris, don't you agree it's he, needs to, women. he needs to expand yeah. the base? That's the problem. It's I,
7: suburban
0: women. Expand,
2: if they're if they're bickering exactly. over $5 billion. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead.
0: Let Kevin talk.
7: They're bickering over $5 billion. He's going to say you're going to hold everybody else hostage, U.S. citizens and all that— over
4: $5 billion? $3.5 yeah. please, because they've already got a billion five. Yes, you're right. Well, whatever it is, the point is... It, 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 it exposes well, their fealty the to budget. illegal immigration if they, if over
0: American, American citizens. Let, finish. let, let the caller finish. Let the caller Thank finish. Go you, ahead, caller.
7: So if if they don't, if they if they fight that fight, they're going to lose. Yep. Bottom line, and Bruce has to go to the line on this.
3: I, I, you keep talking about suburban women. do you think that border security is a big issue for suburban no, women? No, I think you know,
7: their, issue, their issue is everything else. Yeah, exactly you know, everything else like is going to be put on hold because of, if everything else is going to be put on hold because of a border wall, because of illegal aliens, you're not going to take care and focus on our issues. You,
9: you they, think that the border wall goes up and illegal immigration disappears. Is that, that...
7: I'm not, You know what That's an issue that's beside the point. No, it's actually no, – that is the point. The border no, wall I, is – no one –
4: hold it. on, hold on, hold on. No one has ever said if you do one thing right. in this whole complex of immigration issues, then you're going to solve every- – I mean, if you think that's no, a possibility, then, then you need to Hawaii. go back to law school. Let me ask the real you story passed. here is – Com- a comprehensive immigration plan, of which the border wall is merely it's one element, housing. but it's a key it's a element. Argument. He ran on it; he was elected. In and the
9: elections have consequences. The Manner in which you're engaging it's makes me think you should go back argument. to school. Generally, because what I was saying is, if, it sounds like our caller is saying we need to put the money there to build the wall because illegal immigration oh, is. No, you have put out of that control. on
4: him. He never said that. I mean, Kevin,
9: Kevin how I, I, could you I, tie fair to the listener? It's like it's unfair it's to it's the American taxpayer. Let's go to Kevin. Back to you, Kevin. Tell us how the border wall how that improves the border situation with respect to the illegal immigration. I'm
7: not an expert on border. I'm not an expert.
9: Okay, so you're it, just okay. asking for the $5 billion or $3.5 billion, which we're bickering get, over. Get
7: it done and get it over and get right. it off the table. And can, I ha- can I
9: have $5 billion for, I don't know, health care as well? Is that I If mean, you, you, you run, run for president
4: think, and you, you get elected, then maybe you can. can. I, I, I was born, born in America. can't make that an
9: issue. I can't run for president, unfortunately.
4: Oh, well, well, that's too bad
7: for us. Get that issue off the table. And then Democrats can focus on issues that they want. They're playing it wrong. If they play this... They're going
9: to lose. But you know, the money was offered last year, right? It was the money was offered. The Democrats voted for they twenty-five billion eight months ago, and now they're year. going We're back on the election. twenty-five I mean, billion early, early to make a this political point me. against Excuse the American Schumer and okay. okay. Nancy
4: Pelosi offered to agree it's, 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 to the border wall in exchange for lines. DACA. What, and what did he do? Then he went, ba- he took DACA from, from eight hundred thousand to one point four million, and they said, "No, Kevin, we're going to go hide under our desks." Keep Kevin,
0: keep fighting that, and you're going to lose. We're, gonna, we're gonna, Kevin, keep going to, we're going to, Kevin. Thank you very planning. much. Back shortly from Chicago.
9: Oh, really I think so.
5: loves vacationing in Florida so why not experience it as it was meant to be where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches feel the powder soft sand between your toes revel in a glorious island sunset shop the boutiques of a seaside village ride horseback along tranquil waters this is Bradenton Anna Maria Island Longboat Key Real, authentic Florida, where you can discover an intimate downtown and sip cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe, catch fresh fish for dinner, even tour a working winery. Just minutes from all the rest Florida has to offer. Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Plan your visit online at BradentonGulfIslands.com. That's BradentonGulfIslands.com. We're back in
0: Chicago. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're going to take a segment out here to bring you up to date on something we've been talking about a lot in the last several months, and then we'll get back to our discussion in a few moments. Uh, we are joined now by uh, uh, one of the uh, – Mark Levin, not the, uh, not the talk show host, but Mark Levin. He's with the Texas Public Policy Institute. We've had him on the show a number of times in the past. And the issue is, and we've been bringing you up to date on it, what's happening with the criminal justice uh, alleged uh, bipartisan effort in Washington? The president is for us. Uh, is for it a lot of Republicans. Mitch McConnell, uh, which last who last week said they weren't going to give it a vote, he has now said it's they're going to have a vote on it because the president used his power, and we got lots of uh, senators also uh, urging him to to have a vote on this. So there's going to be a vote on this. But there's some back and forth, and the legislation is evolving as we go. Mark, uh, are, you, are you with us tonight? Because I'm not seeing you. Yeah, I'm seeing you right now. And by the way, we should mention this is a first for our show. You are joining us live from Lima, Peru uh, via Skype. So it's, it's good to see you. I can see the palm trees in the background. But right now, what's happening to the bill? Is it, is it still on track for passage, or are, are the conservative Republicans uh, putting some amendments or want to put some amendments on it?
12: Well, thanks for thanks for your efforts, first of all, in moving this issue forward over the last several years. Thank you. I know you've had me and others on to discuss it, right. and uh, we're on the precipice of victory. And uh, indeed, there's going to be a vote tomorrow, or the beginning of the debate on this at 5:30 p.m. in the U.S. Senate, the first step back. And uh, as you alluded to, it's a it's a really a momentous development, and, and President Trump. As well as Speaker Ryan and, and many members of Congress, of course, Mike Lee from Utah um, and Senator Chuck Rassley among them have really uh, led the way on this. And it, of course, it follows the successes in Texas and other states, especially conservative states like Georgia and South Carolina, and reducing both crime and incarceration and making sure that when people leave prison, they've gone through programs that are going to uh, reduce the risk of recidivism. So, that we should we don't also have
0: to pay we should also mention that the Dick Durbin, a uh, uh, Democrat from Illinois, he is a co-sponsor with Charles Grassley. So this is a uh, very effective uh, uh, effort that uh, has been going on out there. Uh, a question that I have for you, though, is conservatives still are trying to slow this down or put amendments on. What can you tell us about this? This is primarily Senator Tom mm-hmm. Cotton. Uh, what can you tell us about that?
12: Well, you're definitely right. Senator Durbin has been uh, extremely supportive and, of course, a co-sponsor in the Senate was Senator Grassley. Um, So... Basically, the main challenge we have now, uh, of course, that it's clear it will be uh, debated in the Senate and voted on, is that um, Senator Tom Cotton of uh, Arkansas and Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana are offering what I would term poison pill amendments that would severely water down the legislation, primarily by uh, basically carving out vast numbers of federal prisoners that this would not apply to. And when I say this, I mean the opportunity to complete rehabilitation programs and earn time towards transition to a halfway house, um, for example, mm. or a reentry center. So it does not reduce anyone's sentences, this part of the bill. This is the part that passed the House with only mm. two Republicans against it. Mm-hmm. It just allows you to earn time towards your um, placement in a reentry program uh, towards a halfway house, for example. So but uh, Senator Cotton and Senator Kennedy are seeking to disqualify huge numbers of inmates uh, from this.
0: Mm -hmm. And also we should mention, as we have recently, uh, this is being orchestrated. And the the quarterback on this is Jared Kushner, who has the ear uh, of the president, who um, wants to make this uh, a signature issue. Uh, Will this issue, as you look at it right now, because, again, there's there's people out there that are still trying to derail this, even though it is uh, we had a guest several weeks ago who said there's there's close to 70 votes in the United States Senate for it including a lot of uh, conservative Republicans, as you said, Mike Lee. Is this something that conceivably could get derailed with all of the other stuff that's going on, all of the gnashing of teeth over the, the you know, the, the ACA and build the wall and the close down and continuing resolutions? Is, is this a, a good idea that just might get lost in, in the rush of what's going on there?
12: I don't think so. I think we're past that. I think, and in fact, there's probably about 80 at least now in the Senate. And there's, you know, that's just kind of the people that we know are going to vote for it. There's many undecided, that some of which probably will. Um, but Speaker Ryan, I mean, he views this as a legacy item. Uh, we gave him some content on criminal justice reform to include in his book, which he kind of talked about uh, as part of his effort to combat poverty, because we know that incarceration and even having a criminal record greatly uh Reduces the chance someone could be productively employed. So um, he views this as a high priority. So I believe this will uh, pass the Senate by Wednesday at the latest. There's some procedural complexities, but that's probably as long as okay. uh, the opponents can draw this out. And then I think uh, Speaker Ryan will move it uh, with great dispatch in the House to the desk of the president. Potentially by Friday or Saturday
2: I want of this to, week. I, I uh, want to
0: go to uh, uh, Nick Com, who is a, a Republican. Uh, he has a, a question for you.
2: Well, so what do you think it's going to take in order to get the the broad population, the non-prison population, to see the value in this kind of legislation? Because I think it's very much a below-the-radar or an inside Washington kind of an issue so far? Because this is really, I think, in terms of the popular sensibility, it's really snuck up. What do you think it's going to take for people to really understand that?
12: Well, actually, I would say the polling shows 80% support, including among Republicans. Now, you are right, though, that it's not, as far as like taxes or healthcare, it's not number one, two for most voters, particularly Republicans. But there is strong support, especially for evangelical Christians who truly believe in a second chance and redemption. So, um, that the outpouring of um, thousands of people contacting their members of Congress, uh, people, for example, uh, involved in prison fellowship who go into prisons to minister to those who are incarcerated. So I think that what surprised people and probably surprised Leader McConnell, who was a little reluctant, but all the credit to him for moving forward. But I think the conservative grassroots energy, both from evangelical Christians, from Freedom Works, from taxpayer activists who were tired of us wasting money and not applying the same lens yeah. of accountability to Criminal justice that we do to other government spending areas. I think it really has snuck up on people and surprised and also, them. And also, on I
0: the, think it's important, Mark. This is this is uh, there are progressive groups. I mean, the, what, what's unique about this? This is those those there are progressive groups. There are conservative groups. You've got the Koch brothers. Uh, you've got the ACLU. You have so many divergent people that have come together on this issue. And one of the things, which is why I've been talking about for years and you know for for decades. People talked about how horrendous the welfare system was in this country. And they talked and they talked and they talked, and they never got anything done. Finally, when it was, when it was brought to a head under the Clinton administration with, with Newt Gingrich involved, finally, when they dealt with it, they dealt with a horrible system that was not serving anybody well. It, was, it, it wasn't good for taxpayers. It wasn't good for families. It wasn't good for anybody. <clears throat> and I said many years ago, and I'll say it again, the criminal justice system is as bad – as the welfare system ever was. It's as bad. Or worse. There's more wasted money. There are more wasted lives. This is this is the most common sense legislation that's come down the pike in a long time. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you know that I normally don't spend a lot of time talking about specific of legislation. This is such, this should be a slam dunk. And again, it was moving towards uh, you know passage a couple of years ago, and then the campaign came along, and everybody went to their different sides this is this is This is bipartisan; this is something that the president wants it 's a win for the president, and it 's also one of the few issues that I think Democrats who normally don 't like to give the president a win they 're going to give them a win on this because so much of their base is affected by this. The number of people that are we- in prison or who have ever been in prison and their families this is a huge voting block and 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 recently in Florida uh, you saw an example of, of Floridians uh, giving the the vote back to ex-offenders at the same time when they're electing conservative republicans to the governorship and the US Senate this Go is- ahead Mark well,
12: And there's a similarity to welfare, which is uh, the prison system grows when it fails. The more people recidivate, the more people are incarcerated. So the worse job prisons do, the more prisons we need. It's counter, it's totally totally counter to those of us who want to limit the size of government. So of course, there are some people who need to be incarcerated. We recognize that. And um, it has been a great bipartisan effort. There are some people on the very far left who oppose the First Step Act because they don't think it goes far enough. And there is more that needs to be done. That's why it's called the First Step Act, but to oppose something that's going to certainly I mean it's going to do things like not shackling women in prison while they're giving birth I mean this basic humanity, and it's also going to make sure people get programs mm-hmm. that are going to reduce the risk of recidivism, um, and it's going to also reform some drug sensing laws so we don't put people in prison for life for a repeat drug offense. Instead, it reduces that mandatory minimum
0: from life to 25 years. Pier, I mean, Peter, Peter's, got not, a, Peter's got yeah. a comment. Peter yeah. Mahana has got a comment
9: for you. Yeah, hi, Mark. Hope you're enjoying uh, Lima. Um, just a quick question, uh, quick comment and quick question. You know, uh, Senator Durbin, and under Obama and with uh, President Obama, worked on the Sentencing Reform and Corrections Act in 2015. Um, which was more comprehensive and you know, included everything that we see in the First Step Act and obviously a lot more. And that was criticized by people on the left um, you know, and, and even on the right of not going far enough to do enough. You know, my, I haven't obviously looked at all the text yet, and it's still being changed. Um, but from what I know, what the First Step Act does is it's, it's a much, much smaller version of parts of what Durbin worked on with President Obama three years, three years ago. Um, I, I just am curious to get your take on, I mean, I, we all agree it's called the First Step Act. It doesn't go far enough. But, you know, the the, the notion of President Trump claiming this as a, as a victory when it's really more, um, you know, it's such a common sense thing. And, and it is a first step towards criminal justice reform. How do you see this uh, vis-a-vis the earlier effort? And where do you see, um, you know, I guess Congress going from here?
0: Thirty seconds. Go ahead,
9: Mark.
12: Well, first of all, I follow the maximum of President Reagan. It doesn't matter who gets the credit, But I think the reality is President Obama wasn't able to drive this completely to the finish line. I think part of it is a lot of conservatives like us, we wanted to include uh, something to deal with criminal intent, a uh, default men's mayor provision, so people can unknowingly be incarcerated for violating a federal thing, crimes. But, you know, that was part of the hold up, and conservatives in Congress
0: didn't trust uh, Obama's DOJ. Okay. Mark, we're, running, out of, we're running, uh, running into a technical problem right at the end, but thank you very much for your efforts, and I hope you have a chance to celebrate a little bit later on in the week. I'm Bruce Dumont, back shortly from Chicago.
8: Are you headed to Los Angeles looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves? A place that combines a four-diamond hotel experience with a convenient location? It's the Hilton Los Angeles Universal City. Just steps away from Universal Studios Hollywood, CityWalk, and NBC Studios. Just a short ride to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, TCL Chinese Theater, Warner Brothers, and other popular attractions. Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree-lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton Los Angeles Universal City at HiltonUniversal.com. They let you be the star in Hollywood.
0: Bruce Dumont back in Chicago, thank you very much for joining us. Before we go back to our discussion, I want to make a brief pitch for something we talked about last week on this program. That is our GoFundMe campaign. Uh, If you go to GoFundMe and then look up Beyond the Beltway, there's an opportunity for you to make a donation so that we can continue with this program and provide it the satellite services that take our signal here in Chicago and send it to radio stations all over the country. So there's cost that goes with it. It's uh, rather getting to be rather prohibitive, and uh, if you want to help, and by the way, since we mentioned it last week, uh, we we had very good response from the listeners uh, from the show. We have a lot of response from the people that are on this program, but also a big uh, movement last week from people that are listening to the show. It doesn't have anything to do with YouTube at all. It's for people who listen to this program on the radio. And the way that you hear this signal is because we put it up on a satellite. There are costs that go along with that, and you, if you could assist me in dealing with those, it would be greatly appreciated by yours truly. GoFundMe.com, and then look under Beyond the Beltway. It will explain everything to you. You get a thank you note. It makes it real simple to support this program. Thank you very much. And if you do that, we appreciate it very much. Make a Merry Christmas gift to our show. Uh, I want to get back
3: to the issue of the Criminal Reform Act. Yes. I think that Americans are starving for a government that will get things done and address problems in a way that is productive. And I think we the winner of this will not be the person who says, I, it happened on my watch. Yeah, but this person did it. I think the winning party will be the one that says, we, we, we work together with the people on the other side to get this done. You keep supporting us, and we're going to keep on doing more like that, more like that now. And I, I think that I think if, you're right. And, you know, I—, yeah. I
0: But I also, th- I also think that there's, there's, a, there's an opportunity here. Uh, and, again, I, I just hope it doesn't get lost in the, in the closing two weeks, because th- this is an issue that, without question, is going to pass. If it doesn't pass in the next two weeks, it's going it's to pass— you know, in the in the next Congress. But now this is a very unique time for Republicans to lead on an issue. It's not just a social issue. It's a social issue. It's a fiscal issue. It also, it it will demonstrate, you know, when people say, well, you know, why uh, why don't Republicans do well with this group or that group? One of the reasons why is that they've never articulated a position that helps that particular group. And as I mentioned, when you look at the mathematics, the numbers of involved with people who are connected to the criminal justice system, it's a massive number and you and 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 you've got to be able to say and especially if it's evangelicals it's an opportunity for evangelicals basically to to put their political clout where their hearts and their minds and their belief is this is about redemption this is about people who did a crime paid the time and now we're setting up a situation so when they get out they'll be better trained and there will be efforts to give them a job so they will be taxpayers in the future and not sent back to prison again that's a conservative It's an issue of redemption. Think of it as redemption. It's a first step. It's a great idea. And what makes this different than any other president who's wanted to do it? He has a son-in-law, and legislation works strangely. One of the best things you can have going for you is if you've got somebody on your side whistling or blowing in the president's ear, and he does. It's Jared Kushner. That's why this is the time to do it. And we shouldn't waste any more time on the issue. Chris.
4: Thank you. I just want – since you have brought I this think up. I,
0: I think I talked longer than you did tonight, maybe. Since,
4: since, <laughs> since you bring this up, I, I want to note that one of the first people to alert me to this issue more than 20 years ago was a conservative Republican, for, then-former state representative and evangelical Christian named Tom Johnson, who very sadly just passed away two weeks right. ago on the 3rd of December. Uh, Tom started off as an attorney and a prosecutor. He understood the criminal justice system inside and out. He went to Springfield, and he spent several years. He became chairman of one of the judiciary committees in Springfield, but then went on to the Prisoner Review Board. And there, his entire background as a person of faith, in this case an evangelical Christian, became engaged with the redemption of these folks when they get back to their home communities. And he said to me, in the mid 1990s so this is 23 plus years ago that this was a absolute requirement for both parties absolutely yeah. and absolutely and I, I i am sad that tom might not be here it won't be here to see this thing voted on yeah. but i know that he would have been exceedingly joyous to see both parties coming together and notwithstanding peter's denigrating political you know biting at the ankles of trump Somebody has to be there to actually sign this stuff. And if Trump is the one who's there to sign it, Good for Trump. Peter can't say that. He should say that. But this
0: this is his visit to China. Uh, This is his... I don't know if that's
3: going to be the case, because I don't think it's going to be a high enough profile
4: issue. There are going to
3: be the kind of cameras that we had at Nixon in China. And
4: it it doesn't have the same drama. There will be worldwide Uh, cameras, but this is going to be a big national It's going to
0: affect... Oh, I know. Granted, the ACA is going to affect a lot of Americans. Yeah. And I would say that the Criminal Justice Act, the First Step Act, is going to affect. I will bet. I will. I'm guesstimating now. More than 40 percent of the American people.
9: So the uh, the First Step Act is um, estimated to affect about 13 percent of the current federal prison population, which is still substantial. And it's all federal. It's all this about yeah, the it's federal. It's all federal. Um, you know, contrary to what you said, I really. It, like, if it's good law, good policy, and it helps um, Americans, and it helps improve situations, I'm all for it. Um, the only reason I mentioned taking credit is ultimately this is not, you know, history shouldn't remember this as something like Trump's brainchild. It wasn't this process no, started a wasn't. long time ago. But I, I, I do want to say, we're a country... he got it done. Wait, wait, wait. We're a country, How does that apply, apply to Br- my, Barack put, Obama we're a country when he socialized we're, medicine? We're, we're that idea started I, under, I'd I'd really to, just, under Roosevelt. Roosevelt. I'd love to just kind of complete the point. No, oh, no, really. We're I mean, a nation that, started that has... started under Roosevelt, and lo, you want to give Obama has,
4: credit for that?
9: Sir, Let him we're a country that has 5% of the world's population and 25% of the global prison population. That's all you need to kind of think about to realize how badly we need this. And And again... We hope, or I hope, that it's going to be done by the end
0: of this year. Anyway, thank you very much. Elizabeth, thank you very much. Peter, thanks very much. Nick, Chris Roebling, thank you very much. This program is a Genevieve Production, produced and associated with WCGO. I'm Bruce Dumont. thanks to Dan Dorfman and Fritz Goldman and Sam Greenberg, actually Chris Zwick tonight, for their assistance in the production of this program. Good night from sh- Chicago.
10: If you look hard enough, go off the beaten track far enough, you'll find an America teeming with the unusual, the odd, the downright strange. I'm Will Klinger, and I'm your guide on a package tour we like to call Wild Travels. Join us on our weekly road trip to see America's most offbeat and unusual attractions. Wild Travels, available on your local PBS station or it darn well should be live Live from chicago Chicago. it's Saturday It's saturday
11: night live the experience for the first time ever get an inside look at the making of snl critics nationwide are raving over 500 artifacts direct from the show be a part of wayne's weekend update and so much more experience all it takes to put the show together now at the museum of broadcast communications at 360 north state street in chicago for tickets visit museum.tv
5: Everyone loves vacationing in Florida. So why not experience it as it was meant to be? Where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches. Feel the powder-soft sand between your toes. Revel in a glorious island sunset. Shop the boutiques of a seaside village. Ride horseback along tranquil waters. This is Bradenton-Anna Maria Island Longboat Key. Real, authentic Florida. Florida where you can discover an intimate downtown and sip cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe. Catch fresh fish for dinner. Even tour a working winery. Just minutes from all the rest Florida has to offer. Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Plan your visit online at BradentonGulfIslands.com. That's BradentonGulfIslands.com
8: are you headed to los angeles looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves a place that combines a four diamond hotel experience with a convenient location it's the hilton los angeles universal city just steps away from universal studios hollywood city walk and nbc studios just a short ride to the hollywood walk of fame tcl chinese theater warner brothers and other popular attractions Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree-lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton, Los Angeles, Universal City. At HiltonUniversal.com, they let you be the star in Hollywood.